action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi. How are you both? I'm good sweet. Time. Good, good. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the penultimate episode of One Division. Um, but before we get into that, uh, there is some film news. So, Obi, what have you got for us? I've got a few little things, mostly superhero related. Um, of so course. First, of course, you know, it's our forte. Um, first one is Zack Snyder's Justice League will end on a massive cliffhanger. I don't like that, but thoughts? <laughs> um, I don't like that either, considering I don't expect him to do a follow up. So, uh-huh. what, you're just going to leave it on a cliffhanger and be like, yeah, sorry, um, I spent another $70 million and an extra two hours of film time to leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. If anything, that sort of makes me not want to watch it because if if there's not going to be a Justice League 2 or any sort of follow-up to this, then... You'll be, I mean, it depends what it is. If it's, if it's something they can do in Aquaman 2 or Wonder Woman 3, then maybe, but... Well, I remember him saying... This is ages ago when he, before the Snyder Cut was confirmed and he was talking about, um, like his plan, his vision for what he wanted to do eventually. And he was basically saying that, like, in the first Justice League, that the world was going to be like, you know, how like Infinity War basically, it's going to be like Infinity War, like, well, the, the bad guy's going to win, blah, blah, blah. And then Justice League 2, they would bring it back. Um, you'd get the Superman being evil and all that crap. And then they'd eventually, um, get it all together and then beat Darkseid, whoever it is. But, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not, it's obviously, like I say, it depends what the cliffhanger is. If it's like, the film ends and fucking, I don't know, Darkseid's just controlled Superman or something like that, and then it ends, I'm like, oh, well, fuck. But on the other, on the other hand, if it does end like that, and the film prior to it, the four hours prior is good, then loads of people will be demanding for a next one, and then maybe he'll get, uh, get to do a sequel. Hmm. Fair enough. Chris, any thoughts on that? I mean, most films have a cliffhanger these days. True. Yeah, but you don't think the fact that, like, there might not be a a possibility of a follow-up, like, ending on a cliffhanger is a bit silly? No, because the, the original one was technically a cliffhanger in the sense that they were saying there's a big or bad, so, no, I think it's fine. Okay. I'd say the big will Amber Heard be in it? No, I think she was fired. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I know. I saw that on Twitter, but I couldn't find any actual source. Mm. So I don't know if it's just like a hopeful thing. Media clock is going to take over, but that's apparently that's not true. Okay, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind that to be fair. No, I don't think you know. Mira was a particularly big, uh, you know, big thing of Aquaman. One. I, I think be. that's the problem, isn't it? So you're changing a big character. But they did it with Marvel, with um, Rhodey, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were going to mention this as part of your film news, Obi, but um, Vanity Fair uh, reported that Zack Schneider's Justice League will have a hero cameo at the end that will blow hardcore fans' minds. Yeah, I did see that. I was going to say that, but I'm, now I'm trying to think who, who do you reckon that might be? Um, it's not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what? Oh, it's Green Lantern, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> there was a rumor that around it was him. Mm. Well, I don't know. I think he he was sort of yeah. Maybe he'd want a second chance at that, like he did with Deadpool. But um, I, I don't know if 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 Ryan Reynolds turns up as Green Lantern, if hardcore fans would be like, yeah, they're great. You know, if it was Green Lantern, maybe a different story. But I don't know how how well revered Ryan Reynolds' version was. The way they've set everything up, I don't know personally who's a big, like, wow character that I would give a shit. I was thinking, yeah. Like, but then maybe, your mind? maybe I'm not a DC fan. Maybe I'm just a medium core. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. True. That's the thing, I'm thinking, like, what would blow my mind as a fan? But like Chris says, I'm not, like, deep into, like, DC lore. So maybe it's like a, it might just be like a, I don't know, it might be like Black Adam or something. I don't know. But, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing who, who that is. But then obviously you get that fucking, like Glenn's saying, you've been saying for fucking time, you get that um, that one division sort of thing where they say, oh, we're going to expect a cameo. So now I'm thinking, who the fuck is it going to be? And whoever it is, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Cool. That, yeah. that, that's a big fuck you, the one division one. There, there isn't one. Not, there isn't one. 
Doctor fucking Strange. That's it. That's it. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. It's only fucking Doctor Strange. We can get we can get onto that later. But if it's Doctor Strange, that's very lame. Well, Paul Bettany has said it's an actor that he's always wanting to work with. Blah blah blah. But I imagine he would have worked with him in some capacity in Infinity War or. Yeah, he did. He would have. But people keep saying that. Um, we, we're skipping to Wonder Vision, but people keep saying that um, Paul Bettany was talking about himself. <laughs> 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 yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, oh, like, okay. Fuck you, Jackman. It's Wolverine. No, I won't, I won't, no, man. Logan, man. He's got to be. I want, I want him gone. I want him. I don't want to see him in the franchise anymore. Mm. What I about think, uh, what about um, the original guy who played Magneto? For me, that would be Serena like, uh, McKellen. Yeah, maybe, but he's not going to be it moving forward. So maybe the Michael Fassbender one would be better. But anyway, yeah. So like, yeah, we're skipping, this, sorry. this sort of this sort of um, obsession with revealing things. Like, why why do you think these studios or um, you know uh, execs? feel the need to reveal these things. Why do you need to say in advance it's going to end on a cliffhanger? Why do you need to say that there's going to be a, a huge cameo? It's just, why can't you just release the film and then audiences will be really happy? Yeah, you know? I do, but honestly, I think I think um, Elizabeth Bolson just fucked up. I think she just fucked up. But she's not the only person who's talking about it. Paul Bettany has um, the... The actress who plays Monica Rambeau has been talking about it. Talking about it because it's already been said. Yeah, but people can just shut up about it, can't they? I, I just, yeah, I think I'm going to get to a point where it will be like, um, oh yeah, uh, Spider-Man Four, Zendaya confirms her character dies at the 50th minute, you know, and you'll be like, oh okay, great. Well, not going to watch that then, you know. We're just going to get to a point where there's absolutely going to be no point watching the film because everyone on the press junket, between the five trailers they release and all of the interviews the actors do, you will know everything that's going to happen. I don't know. I just think it's it's just ridiculous now. It's, it's the, the the three minute long trailers for Hobbs and Shaw were bad enough when you basically <laughs> seen all, all the good action scenes, and now they're basically telling you to expect a cameo. Well. Cheers. I saw that film the other day. Did you like it? I mean, it was not. It was, it was all right. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good as Fast and Furious, though, is it? No, but yeah, no. Mm. Okay, <laughs> cool. So next bit of news. Yeah. Um, sticking with DC, um, Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers have hired JJ Abrams to produce a a new Superman film, and they've hired um, Tana Hissi Coates. I don't know if it's Coates or Quartes or I'm not sure how it's, how it's pronounced, to write it. Um, and he wrote some Black Panther comics and a few other books as well. But um, one of them I've read, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, but it's unclear whether or not this will be Henry Cavill or this is going to be a reboot and be a new Superman. But the rumours are that they want to introduce a black Superman. I saw that. Any thoughts? I've no issue with introducing a black Superman. I kind of just feel sorry for Henry Harville, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like, again, I'm, I, I'd be very interested to see the reception of a black Superman. I think it would be a real good direction to go in. Well, I, I think, um, just to interrupt you really quickly, Chris, I think it's crucial if this is going to be a black Clark Kent or if this is going to be... So I've heard other characters. There's like um, one called Calvin Ellis, who's from a different Earth, and like another character called Val Zod, who I don't know who that is, but obviously related to Zod somehow. <laughs> That could be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I think it's, I think it depends on whether or not it's going to be Clark Kent as a black man, or if it's going to be just a different character who happens to be black and happens to be Superman. If that makes it's any sense. It's almost like the Miles Morales and Peter Parker, isn't it? They yeah. Peter Parker, they've introduced a whole new character altogether, mm. uh, which then fans probably would be more supportive of. I do feel, um, although I haven't really um, pressed to support DC films much in the last few years actually well more so in the last few years than previous years i do feel that they try and re- dc are trying to reboot characters awfully fast like there was, just, there was a time that they were trying to reboot ezra miller as flash they didn't now he's going forward they're trying to reboot henry carville he's had what two films three films not his fault 
if, if anything, it's the writing of the films that's been pretty dreadful for him. Mm. Recast Ben Affleck. Again, mm. don't think he played Batman bad. I just think his uh, stories were pretty poor. Um, and the only reason they're not trying to... In theory, if, they're, if their DC universe is that shit, they'd reboot the whole thing. But because they know that Gal Gadot, or however you pronounce the surname, gets so much traction, they're keeping her in it. I, Chris, I think you are absolutely right with that. Um, I think the idea of a black Superman is is interesting one. If it is, like you said, possibly a, a kind of Miles Morales in comparison to Peter Parker. But as you said, Chris, there's been so many Superman um, reboots and narratives on the big and small screen in the last 10, 15 years. Um, you had Brandon Ralph in 2006. Then you had Henry Cavill. You've had, I mean, Smallville. Smallville. You've had the the, the CW verse. Mm-hmm. I think um, unless the unless the character arc is quite different from what we've seen with Superman recently, I just think is there not another character you can find that's more interesting? Because um, like again, Chris, you said you know they've we've had two different Jokers in the last couple of years. Um, we're going to have had three Batmen if Michael Keaton is going to reappear in The Flash. You know, all of these characters, they're rebooting them whilst other iterations are still canonically in the universe. Um, you know, there's Flash TV show, Flash film. There's, you know, all of these characters popping up across. And it's just, I mean, for a, a casual DC person like myself, it's quite confusing. But also just makes me think, are there only like five or six good characters in the DC universe? Because, you know, mm-hmm. granted Marvel were taking risks now that they're 20 odd films in, but, you know, you're now seeing Eternals, Shang-Chi, you know, um, other, you know, kind of Moon Knight as a series. So, you know, DC is such a rich kind of universe that, you know, I just don't see why you have to keep rebooting these characters whilst other actors' contracts aren't even up yet. Um, I do but... think um, that they... Um, I think you watched the DC fandom thing they did last year, but they had, like, a big section on, like, the multiverse. Um, and they basically confirmed, that obviously, that all these different iterations of characters all exist within within a multiverse. I think with them doing all these reboots and stuff like that, Although it is confusing, I think that's them leading into that whole idea of, yeah, we're just going to have different characters playing the same, different actors playing the same characters, but just in a different universe, which, like you say, for a casual would be quite confusing. But for me, I don't mind because I just think it's cool, like getting different stories and different takes on different characters. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I said, it obviously depends on what the plot is going to be. But if it's basically, you know, um, kind of there's a there's a Lois and there's a Daily Bugle and there's a, you know, and he, he fights it and he's super OP and has to fight other aliens from his planet. And you just think, okay, well, we've sort of seen this before, but hey ho, I'm not going to knock it until we find out more information. Mm. Cool. Um, so next bit of news. Um, the Spider-Man film has an official name. That's the film that's releasing later this year. It's Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, thoughts on the name and. Did you were there any other names that you heard that you were like, oh, I prefer this one to that one? Or is this like a perfect name? I think I think it continues the the trend. So homecoming, far from home, no way home. There is a sort of through line there as well. Um I I personally uh, I know I keep banging this drum, but I, I personally think it's it is hinting towards a multiverse. Yeah. Um you know, no way home suggests that he's trapped somewhere. Whether it's no way home because his identity's been exposed and so he can't literally go home, mm. maybe. But I'm I'm clutching at the hope that it means he gets sent to another universe or, you know, um is trapped somehow. Um other other titles, um no. They did that, you know, a couple of hours before the, the real title drops, I think, on the actors' social media pages, they were teasing kind of fake ones like Home Slice and <laughs> phone, phone Home and stuff, which people have then also picked up on and gone, oh, maybe that 
home slice refers to Tobey Maguire because he delivered pizza in that one film and you know (laughs) proper clutching but I respect it um yeah I I don't mind it at all um uh it doesn't necessarily reveal it's still ambiguous enough for us to debate what it means Chris Obi thoughts I don't really care personally like for names they don't really it's never really been a big issue for me um I never really cared the only time I ever really cared was um, when Endgame was going to come out and I didn't know what the title was for that. Other than that, I literally haven't given the monkeys about what any film's called. So whatever they called it, I just would have been like, cool. I just want to see the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really care what the name of it is. Do you know what? If they left the name out until the very end, still wouldn't care. Because it means less people can speculate and ruin it for me. Because mm-hmm. honestly... I see something, I want to read it, because I'm intrigued to know how people come to their conclusion. If you don't give me a title until then, we're sweet. I think you have to give a title, because they have to mark it. What are the chances that, um, in the month leading up to this... If if I put out that Spider-Man 4 is coming, Spider-Man 3 is coming out, people would still see it. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no point in giving it a name, then. If you're just going to call it Spider-Man 3. Yeah, yeah, go on then. That's that's fine. (laughs) That's what they did before with Sam Raimi's. But I was going to say, what are the chances that, um, you know, in like mid-September, Tom Holland goes, oh my God, there's going to be two cameos, which, you know, if you've seen Sam Raimi's films and the films that Andrew Garfield's in, you're going to love those cameos. And they're going to happen, you know, when my version of Spider-Man goes into the Spider-Verse. Oh, you're going to love it. What are the chances of that? I wouldn't put it past him, in fairness. Pretty high, I think. He's notorious for doing all that all that stuff, in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was like when he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he's chatting away and he said, yeah, uh, where Spider-Man goes into space. And it's like, everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck have you just said? Like, yeah. so shit, man. <laughs> Any more film news, Obes? Um, no, I think that's all I have for today. Okay. Well, let's move on to Division episode eight then. Um, so this is pretty much um, filling in some blanks. Um, clarifying uh, some uh, questions that we as an audience might have had, and also um, the sort of subtle retcon of uh, Wanda Maximoff. Um, So it basically starts off in Agatha slash Agnes's dutty dungeon um, in the basement of her house, where she sort of does a bit more kind of magic-y stuff and um, then says, you know, how comes you're so powerful? Let's take a trip down memory lane. And uh, there's scenes from when Wanda and Pietro were um, children in Sokovia um, at the time when Stark Industries bombs it. Um, It's established here that she watches sitcoms um, and you sort of see the references. uh, They sort of clarify the references that they've made in the kind of previous six shows there's like dick van dyke show malcolm in the middle um so that sort of explains maybe why her accent changes quite a lot where the uh sitcom trope of the first few episodes uh came from so it sort of just clarifies that um we then see her uh in the hydra facility which sort of happens before age of ultron um and she's um, we'll touch on, we'll go into more detail on these things later. Um, but she sort of gets exposed to Loki's scepter, which has the mind stone in, and she then sees a, a kind of silhouette of, uh, the Scarlet Witch costume, um, which is sort of used as a way to explain how she, her powers, which were always present in her, but maybe dwindling, sort of got amplified because of that. And then we finally see, uh, a scene from just after um, I think it's just after Ultron where she's yeah. been comforted by Vision um, or from the death of Pietro and that's where the start of her love comes from the fourth one is in the sword facility where we uh, it's revealed that she doesn't actually ever take Vision's body which is what we were led to believe up until that point um, instead she sees him being dismantled uh, then runs to Westview, where Vision had bought a plot of land for them to kind of grow old in. Um, oh, so that was from him then, in the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it said V. He signed it V. 
and uh, and at that point i think the grief just overwhelms her and she sort of we see the hex form from her uh, mm-hmm. as well as vision um so the vision that we've seen up until this point has been intrinsically linked to her hex magic um and then finally at the end agatha says oh you're chaos uh, magic you are the scarlet witch which is the first official time i believe that we as an audience have heard that being used um then there's also a mid-credit scene where the actual body of vision has been successfully um re-engineered by tyler is it hayward um yeah. and is now a silver surfer looking white vision uh and then end so i think i initially messaged you guys and sort of tried to manage your expectations because I Can I just say Ben, sorry, 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 quickly. <laughs> it's good. I find it really funny because the first thing you said about the episode was there's a mid credit scene, full stop. Nothing else. The only thing <laughs> full stop, I was like, yeah, this is passive aggressive. Like, I can tell that you're feeling the type of way about this episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what to say, to be honest, because I didn't really want to kind of, because I watch it a lot before you both, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to, uh, sway your opinion but which i'll probably end up doing anyway but so i thought right how can i let you guys know i've watched it but also that i didn't particularly enjoy it but i do think on reflection i was a bit harsh on this episode because i I think i think if you hadn't lowered my expectations i would have felt a lot lot more similar to you Mm. about it however I'm glad you did say it because I kind of like lowered my expectations and it was a fine episode but it had a lot of detail just not the detail I wanted. I think that's where I sort of fell down with this episode because again we talked last week about how incrementally the six episodes had got better and better and you know and then we sort of thought seven was a slight dip or maybe a plateau. And I thought, right, well, Paul Bettany's already said the last three episodes are, you know, all the action and the Marvel film. We didn't get that with seven. We didn't get that with eight. So I was, I was, I think I expected a lot more. And I understand why we had the detail that we did, um, you know, kind of retconning Wanda a bit, giving us more details to where her magic and stuff comes from. So I get that. But I just sort of felt it felt a bit like a filler episode coming that the second to last episode in the series it sort of felt like the momentum has really slowed on this um which disappointed me a little bit but um yeah i mean fair enough what what are your thoughts on it then obi um i like the episode in general i think um of the last three episodes i think this is the one that i enjoyed the most like you said i think we have hit a bit of a plateau um but i don't think any of the episodes from the last few weeks have been bad in particular um, they've just been, been a bit slower than previous um, this episode in particular I think was it was good to, I really did want to know what was going on I'm glad they've given us all the background so I feel like we are, we know more, and I think we know a lot more now than we did before um, and I, I like that about the episode the only problem I had with it was that I think the Wonder flashbacks, some of the scenes went on a bit too long, like maybe like about a minute or two but other than that, I liked getting background to things that we hadn't seen in the MCU before but that we just heard of. Um, um, and I think, yeah, just giving that context to Wanda's powers and her whole backstory and her relationship with Vision. Because to be fair, um, you're just kind of supposed to believe that Wanda and Vision are in love with each other based on Ultron, maybe. Like, Ultron, they have a couple conversations, but apart from that, it's not, like, a massive thing. And then by the time we get to... Um, um, no, Infinity not Ultron, sorry. Uh, I meant Civil War, sorry, not Ultron. Uh, and then by the time we get to Infinity War, they're just a fully-fledged couple in love, rah, 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 and it's like, that's not really like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you compare it to someone like, um, I don't know, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark, for example, they get like at least a film to build relationship with each other, and you see where that love comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you never really got that with these two before this, and I think it, it made me like their two characters at least a little bit more. Me being like one of their least favourite fans Ever, because I don't really like if I didn't really like even before this. I like them a lot more now, um, so I think that was crucial for that. Um, and yeah, finding out exactly how the he- this hex was was um, 
was built, which I think is interesting, mostly because at the end of the last episode, you get, obviously, the whole song, it was Agatha all along, da-da-da, and actually, like, nah, it wasn't. It was Wanda all along, and Agatha just come in and infiltrated a little bit, but this is all Wanda. So mm-hmm. I found I found that a bit a bit weird, like, that they've just kind of, like, gone back on what they said at the very end of the last episode. I find that quite strange to go, maybe just because the song was really catchy, maybe they just decided to put it in, <laughs> so fair enough. Um, and yeah, and even this whole episode makes me hope and wonder what is up with this Hayward character because he seems very fishy to me. So I'm hoping that that's revealed in the next episode. But. I read, someone reckons they're scroll. Hayward's a scroll? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't know what that means really, if I'm totally honest, but someone was changed. So the, scro- the scrolls were kind of revealed more in, in Captain Marvel, but they haven't necessarily been... Um, bad, like, bit, bad villainous. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So people have been. It's been rumored that this MCU arc was going to lead to like secret invasion, which apparently is very scroll heavy. So if maybe if this guy is a scroll, then that might lead to that and make some sort but, of sense. Yeah. Like in the sense that I I haven't got that. I in the I know the secret invasion in my head. I'm like ding ding ding. That means a lot in the comics. But in my in right now. I don't really care about the secret invasion that much. Mm. I care about the next thing coming out because maybe maybe that's because of what will happen. Maybe it's because of the pandemic. Maybe that's really messed with my mind, and I just want the next thing to come out to keep me my mind active, keep me going, and all this stuff. But like, if it's just a build up to that, um, it, nah, nah. Well, there is a secret invasion TV show happening, which they confirmed. Um, Disney. Sorry, Chris, what did you say? That's like next year. Yes, yeah, so it's quite a while off. I feel like for right now, it's like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is next year as well, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm being a bit biased. I, just, I feel like that's really anticlimactic if they do it all, all just for that. Well, I don't think I, I don't think this the whole series is leading to secret invasion. I think I'm I'm just talking about Hayward's character personally. I'm thinking maybe his arc will lead to something secret invasion related. But we could oh, yeah. I think we pretty much know that this one division thing is leading to multiverse, Doctor Strange, and all that. So yeah, um, I actually I maybe it's just silly me, but I I actually thought Doctor Strange was coming out before next year, and I don't think I'm right. But I thought this led directly into it. So the fact that we've got Spider Man. Three happening before Doctor Strange two that sort of confuses me a bit now. Mm. I don't yeah, know. I see what you mean. Because um, I, I thought I was I I was thinking that it was going to be one division, then we'd see Doctor Strange, then we'd see Spider Man three, but it's going to obviously be the other way round. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen now with Doctor Strange, but I think you're right. I mean, someone I also saw on Twitter people theorising that um you know this Luke level cameo, which I have put a lot of hopes into. But um, <laughs> that it could be Ben Mendelsohn, and the people are saying, "Oh yeah, Paul Bettany's never worked with Ben Mendelsohn." Ew, I was like, the hell? I was like, I was like <laughs> if ta- who is Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, he's Talos, Talos in, in um, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Um, That's nasty. That would be so <laughs> shit. Who gives a shit about him? I would be so disappointed. <laughs> no, but anyway, no. I know I've got so much stocks in this that even if it's, I don't know who it could be to be honest, but. You know, it could be anybody, and I'd still probably be like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, like when we um, found out that, uh, um, what was it we were discussing last week? Um, that Agatha was, Agnes was Agatha, and we were like, oh, we knew that. We expected it. Or when, like, Monica got powers, we are like, yeah, we knew that. Um, I, I want to ask you guys something before we kind of get into the reveals and the misdirects in this episode. Uh, so I want both of you to answer. Do you think this episode came structurally at the right point or do you think you know we could have had this a couple of episodes earlier and it would have flowed better um chris what do you think so wait what 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 comes what, 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 say again like this episode the fact that all of this detail we got revealed in this episode I, I feel like there's gonna unless next episode is about an hour and a bit long we're gonna cram a lot of shit into one episode or this is going to be a really anticlimactic series because it started off, in my opinion, a bit slow, but still interesting. Hit a point where everyone's talking about it, and it's kind of slowly dipping a bit. 
to be fair, Chris, can I just interrupt you? How much do you think we have to wrap up? This is the problem. In my mind, we don't have a lot. And so then, what, what would it, what would we what would we be cramming in then? I don't know, but this is it. I feel like there should be like in my mind. I feel like for the time we've we've given to this series, the actually we haven't given that much time because I've only been twenty minute episodes, didn't I? Um, <laughs> I just feel like Agatha being the big big bad, really nothing. Amazing. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair Especially enough. as she hasn't even created this world. Yeah, yeah. Like if she created this world, and then seduced Wanda into thinking it was wonderful or wonder fight it then we could say that she's the big bad and that it's like oh my god we got to defeat her but really it's like wonder is still the bad guy in this yeah in reality wonder is the big bad yeah Agnes is just a bad person or witch who's taken advantage of her naivety i don't mind that oh sorry go on that's in my opinion that's all that's really happened like Wanda's done something emotionally bad, not for physically. outside <laughs> consequences. She's had someone infiltrate her in order to gain power, and that's a, that's really why we had all these cutscenes in this episode, right? Because Ag- Agnes or Agatha, or whatever you want to call her, wanted to find out how Wanda got her powers. Yeah, so she's I, powerful. I don't mind that, but um, like your whole explanation. Um, I don't mind Wanda being the bad guy in this series, um, as long as I would like for them to lean into it in the final episode, if that's if that's going to be the case. Because obviously, they put into your mind at the end of episode seven that Ag- Agatha is the bad is the big bad of this series. But it turns out in, this ep- in all she wants to know is how why how and why Wanda is so powerful. So unless they reveal her to have some extra extra plan in the last episode, then she's just more of a nuisance than a big bad. So that, like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind that though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too bothered by that. I don't mind Wanda being being the bad guy in this series. I don't I, mind. I don't mind it because even the bits where um, Hayward sent the what's it called the uh, helicopter, whatever it was, into the hex, and then Wanda come out and started being proper threatening. I, th- I thought that was that was probably some of the best scenes that we've gotten in this series so far. So I, I don't mind it personally, but I understand the gripe of people. I feel like the build up of. Wonder being such a bad character, or not a bad character, but like a, uh, well, yeah, she is technically being a bad person right now, I guess, for her own benefit. I feel like she's going to come to, a, I'm just, a, I just, I honestly, I just don't know where it's going to end. Like, I don't know what, what the ending's going to be. Okay. Uh, then I, I personally don't know what the ending's going to be for me to be like, wow this was worth watching all six or seven or eight episodes for kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think... In which case I'll be like, okay, fine. But like you said, but I feel like Spider-Man coming in between this and Doctor Strange could actually work well because if she opens gates to multiverses and whatnot, then maybe that's the reason that Spider-Man has that knock-on effect. And maybe mm. she did a, a gap somewhere in his area of the world and then, I don't know. So this is like a, I guess, an unofficial multiverse trilogy that maybe in the next episode, Wanda inadvertently creates a multiverse, Spider-Man explores that further, and then in Doctor Strange 2, he has to try and kind of fix it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, in the next episode, what is going to happen, um, presumably the White Vision will fight um wonder and her version of vision um i think you're right you know agatha is definitely a bit kind of mischievous but not necessarily villainous um and i think if she ends up kind of being killed or turning out to be a villain you sort of think uh well, maybe we didn't get enough of the villainy to warrant you know a big fight scene um but you know it seems like from episode seven she was controlling pietro and monica so there could be kind of conflict there. Um, I really don't quite know where it's going to go, to be honest with you. Um, you know, are we going to get the white vision in one episode and then we'll be destroyed again? Like, I- I'm not a huge fan of introducing characters, you know, to then quickly kill them off just for action's sake. But I know that happens quite a lot in these, these superhero franchises. But um, 
Uh, yeah, so I guess let, let's sort of dive into some of the reveals and, and the misdirects and, and stuff from this episode. And I say misdirect because um, there was that fly that uh, was focused on in episode seven and there was people on Twitter going, oh, Mephisto appears as a fly in this issue, blah, 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 of this comic hey, you're- Fly, man, you're obsessed. I didn't, so I, I didn't think it was a fly, to be honest. Like a, like mm. a beetle or something. But, but anyway, that's what someone said, and I repeated it on the last podcast. And then, like, I don't know whether, again, I'm reading way too much into this, but when Agatha picked it up and was sort of doing magic, I was like, oh, maybe she's going to transfigure it. And then she just throws it to the rabbit, and the rabbit eats it. And I was like, well, maybe you've just mugged us off there. But <laughs> I found that quite funny, because I was like, there goes my theory, or the theory I saw. In, in this episode, I've just got, like... I feel like, I, like I said, I did not like this episode. I feel like um, more could have happened. I agree, like with Obi, the, the scenes are a bit maybe too long. Like, I just didn't give a shit about some of them. Um, but um, I just feel like there's a lot of things that happen in this episode that timeline-wise don't really make sense. And maybe you guys can enlighten me, because unless we're assuming they're in some kind of time stop while they're doing all these... Um, flashback scenes where the fuck is Vision where the fuck is Monica Rambo where are the kids where the kid, is you see the kids at the end of the episode yeah but but Agatha's got them well I would I would imagine that whilst these flashbacks were happening because they were delving into Wanda's mind so I'd imagine that time as it happened time is black still that's what I would think anyway oh, okay well if that's the case that makes sense because I would have been like I'm pretty sure Vision is bare fast and could have made it to um Wonder like time ago. I'm like, where's Monica? She's just standing outside, still looking through the window. He was with um, what's his face, Pietro. Pietro, yeah. Pietro, sorry. Yeah, Pietro. Also, though, doesn't Agatha say that because she did her own magic in the dungeon, that Wanda's magic doesn't work there? So if yeah. Vision is purely linked to Wanda's magic, which she sort of suggests at the end, then Vision wouldn't be able to get into that um, dungeon presumably. True. True, I guess. But but in my mind, we, we hear at the end that Wanda has creation magic, so therefore she's created Vision and he's become real. He's yeah. not known. And then, that... therefore, that explains technically why when he went out of the zone he fell apart because he was in the vision of what she saw him last as what point are we trying to make him confused oh yeah i'm saying he could have got in my mindset is that he could have got in or he could have been outside the property if time hasn't stood still already Okay, so this is one thing that I, I, I would, you know, I'm still not sure of is, yes, she has chaos magic, which allows her to create things. But, um, so do you think, Chris, that vision was disintegrating outside of the hex because outside of the hex he was dismantled? Or are you saying that he was, you know, basically being torn apart because he can't leave the hex? Because this, that's where his creation this, was from. This actually my biggest, like, this is my biggest qualm actually with this episode. In my mind, initially, I was like, that scene we saw two two episodes ago doesn't make sense. Him falling apart and disintegrating, in my mind, didn't make sense, right? Like, because Could it not be a case of him, him, because obviously when. Uh... Like Monica, for example, struggled to get through the barrier. She eventually got through. Could it not just be a case of? But they were saying that it ruined her molecular, whatever, whatever. Could it not just be a case of because Vision's a, a synthesoid, whatever they call it. It was just tearing apart his bit, bits and pieces. Yeah, that would make sense if we had the original v- Vision, but we don't. We have the one created by Wanda. Wanda's completely created this guy. Mm. So in technicality. What I'm saying now is, if she's just doing it from her memory, then she's seen him torn apart, so then when he's going out of the thing, he's falling apart. But actually, he was just disintegrating, so maybe that's the case. But if she's got complete creation magic, then you would assume he's actually back to being real. But if the hex is to go anything by, then he's not real. And as soon as the hex is over, her kid's vision, everything's gone. This is is the the point, I think, isn't it? I had there, I was just like, in my mind, I was just trying to like, 
try to diagram my mind map my thoughts there because I feel like the vision of it all is the thing that's going to make it make sense or not make sense. Yeah, so essentially, it's it's are the things that she has actually created in the hex are they contingent on the hex, you know, being inside the hex? Uh, therefore, if the hex goes, are like you said, Vision, Billy, Tommy, are they going to then disappear as well? So mm. that that might what be causes her grief, you know, and the power to explode again. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think you could debate it. Um, because is it really that creation magic if if your creation is so linked to you? You know, can Billy and Tommy sort of go travelling around Australia, or do they need to be within, you know, <laughs> 10 metres of wonder? You, you don't know. Um, so this leads me on to a, another question then. So Pietro, the Pietro we have seen, who has been controlled by Agatha, but... She she sort of alluded to the fact that she didn't create that Pietro, uh, as in Agatha didn't create that Pietro. Um, and I think there was also something about she can't bring people back to life. Yeah. So therefore, hence why Aaron Taylor Johnson wasn't in this you know series. So did Wanda create Petro, or has she, has her magic pulled him from another universe? What are we saying? Wait, Arden. Wait, are you? No, I was going to say I thought that she just took a random a random geezer and said okay you're you're going to be Pietro now like I didn't think it I didn't take it as her taking someone from a different universe and saying blah 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 but I would like to be wrong so, I think but, saying yeah. that has done this or are you saying that oh, fuck is it, Agnes, is it Agnes or Agatha what just say it? either one Chris it doesn't matter it Agnes. really doesn't matter yeah well who gives us yeah um Agnes, is it always saying that Agnes has pulled him from a different dimension or, or pulled around Rando? What are you saying? I'm asking. So Agatha's controlling him, yeah. but didn't bring him here. So, oh. so Obi's saying that maybe she just bought someone, an actor, gave him Pietro's character, but he just happens to be Evan Peters. Um, and I'm I'm asking, has Wanda, with her power, somehow? brought him across I don't think we've been led to believe that in any way that Wanda had something to do with him appearing I don't think I don't think I've, I I had no inkling that Wanda's had anything to do with Pietro personally okay. but um, Kevin Feige did say that um, they they knew that they were casting Evan Peters quite early into this process yeah I saw that but again I don't know I don't know what that that, that does to my thoughts really um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm ho- I'm holding on to a lot of stock with with this series, and um, you know, I might I might end up uh, going bankrupt. Getting yeah, burnt. Exactly. Um, yeah. So presumably, we'll see more of Pietro and Monica in the next episode. Um, mm. Hopefully, I mean, this episode was like forty minutes long. Um, hopefully, long. the next. Honestly, what's that, Chris? I didn't even realise it was 40 minutes long. Yeah, I mean, it did feel longer, but I was also like, well, considering you spent 40 minutes of my time just filling me in, like, I don't know. Hopefully the next one is, like you said, close to an hour or so. Um, but what were the other big reveals then? Well, I mean, what what do we think about White Vision and um, how that's going to affect everything? He presumably has no memory or emotions of you know, attached to Wanda, so... Yeah. I, um... Well, this is the thing, so, like, uh, I, I quite like the whole interaction that Wanda had with Hayward at, um, the S.W.O.R.D. facility, and obviously that leads to the... we know So, like, we know that Hayward lied, and obviously, earlier in the off-season about uh, Wanda coming in and... Did I say Monica earlier? I'm not Wanda. Um, about Wanda coming in and taking the Vision's body. So, like, clearly there's something about him. He's not a straight man. Like, obviously, he loves, like, to lie a little bit. And obviously, that leads to the end of the episode, which I didn't see coming, of them having Vision's body. And it's him saying, oh, yeah, all we needed was Summer Wonder's magic to make him come alive. I did like that reveal. Um, I do think, I think you mentioned earlier, then, I do think that he, this White Vision is going to be out for one episode. He's going to get beaten by uh, Hex Vision in the next episode. And then that's, that's the end we'll see of him, I reckon. Anyway, um, 
but yeah, it was a good reveal, I think. And I didn't know that was a comic book character, so that's pretty cool too. Um, that aside, I did want to kind of ask you guys a question about Hayward because I just don't trust this guy. And I just, so like, um, my two questions or my two things I noticed was based, the first one was that, um, obviously at the end of the episode, they call her Scarlet, they call Wanda Scarlet Witch for the first time. Um, and Hayward said a few episodes ago when, um, Jimmy Wu was, talking about Wanda's background, stuff like that, he goes, oh, so what name do they call her? Or does she go by any other name? Which makes me think that he knows or knew about the Scarlet Witch. I don't know if you, even of you agree, but I just thought it sounded really... Because I just thought at the time it was a really odd thing to say. Oh, what does she go, what does she go by? I, I, I agree I agree with you that he. I think he knows about her, more about her than he lets on. Yeah. For that, but because of what he said in this episode. So, okay, so that was the second thing. So he said... Um, oh, yeah, you can bring things back to life. And Wanda was like, no, I can't do that. So, like, how would you know that you, she can do that? And she don't even know she can do that. Mm. So, like, he's there's something going on here. I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm going to be very disappointed if next episode they don't say that he's on some other stuff. Like, if he's just a regular bad, like, bad sort of leader who thinks he's doing the right thing, but maybe he's not. If he's just, like, a generic geezer, I'm going to be very disappointed. I hope that he's up for something else. So, yeah, that was just all yeah. I had. Yeah, I think, like, like Chris said, I, and you said, he, he he definitely knows more than he lets on, and he's like he he knows more about Wanda and, and who she is, which makes me think: is he somehow from the future, mm. and maybe he's come Ooh. back to to try? You know, he knows all this stuff about her, and and knows how the world's going to end, so he has to go back and sort of stop it in a way. And this is the way oh, he's fuck doing. Be a good guy. No, fuck that. I don't know. It's, it's it's just something that's popped into my head, but mm. it, it would explain how he knows all this stuff about her. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we know that 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 sort of thing is possible with the quantum, you know, mechanics and and you know, kind of using the pin particles to, to jump back and forth. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know, but uh, yeah, he is a shady fella, and I hope we get some background as to to why how he's so knowledgeable and what he's mm. doing. Um, I got. I sort of envisaged the next episode being like um, Wanda and Vision against against the White Vision, but I don't know where Agatha, Monica, and Pietro fit in because if the other two are still being controlled by Agatha, is she going to want to? Is she on Wanda's side because they're both magical creatures? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like Agatha is particularly like wanting to hurt Wanda like she's she's helped her explain where her powers come from and it's giving her information so it makes me think that she wants to try and use her or you know get her I, on side I get that feeling from the very last moment of that episode true I got the feeling that after she learned that her magic is natural that she, and she's a creation magic user I felt like Agatha wanted to fuck her up not let's be buddies that, that was my opinion. I didn't think she, she wanted to fuck her up, but That's... I feel like that maybe there is she she will want she's going to try and bargain the kids' lives for something like give me yeah. your power or let's transfer powers something like that. I think. Right. Like, what did what what so what did um, Agatha gain at the very beginning? That scene that we saw about her. What did she gain from doing what she did? Which 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 scene? Well, there was only one scene, back backstory scene. What do you about. mean? What, what do you mean? What did she gain? Well, she was getting burnt at the stake, right? And then all her family got disintegrated, right? Yeah. Well, no. Well, she killed them all. Yeah. yeah. What did she gain from that? I don't know. I don't understand what you mean. What did she gain? She just I think I, I. That scene, we had to get something from that scene. So we just. It was, just, it was backstory. But why do we need that? Because we I don't know who Agatha is. But it's just pointless. I feel like there was something in that scene, because she took the brooch, and and they talked about her power, so there must have been something in that scene, in my mind, for it to be included in this episode. Because the episode's so compact and short, there must be some... It's, what, the second, it's like the longest episode we've gone. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... It's still like we're still putting a lot of information into a, a small into a space of time. 
Okay. And I feel like having her backstory, there must be a key because mo- she's still got the brooch on throughout the whole episode that she stole at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I feel uh, like there's got to be something else related to it. I wonder if the purpose of that was so she seemed to kind of get a bit more powerful when she was under the stress of like you know almost being burnt at the stake and like her coven sort of turning on her um which in a way mirrors how Wanda got seemingly a lot more powerful when she was under a lot of stress as well so I wonder if there's a parallel there um and obviously Agatha ends up killing her mother um so there's like a loss of a family there um so I'm wondering if, if again that sort of foreshadows something um with regards to Wanda. So yeah, I I I think that could be it. But other other than that, I think it is just saying like, hey, she's been around since sixteen thirty seven, so she's she's old. <laughs> Quick question. Um just talking about powers. So the fact so they reveal that Wanda had her dormant their powers or whatever. So is it confirmed that she stopped that Tony Stark thing from exploding? Uh the bomb in the house. That's what that's what Agatha's suggesting, but okay. Wanda, Wanda wasn't so on the idea. I don't think. And second question um, relating to that: so if she was young and had powers, did Quicksilver have powers too when he would bef- that there were they in Dortmund, or is her power just specifically like witch powers? It's a good question. I would imagine he would also have had. Yeah. Powers, but mm. um, I think. And I, if they, sorry, quickly, last just to round it off. If they both had powers, does that mean we already have mutants among us, and they just need to have their powers unlocked? Sorry, it's like they got the mutant gene, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's that was going to be my thing. Is is does this give does this kind of confirm or deny mutants? Not. I, I thought they were going to sort of go down that route, but they haven't sort of said anything with regards to that. It was sort of like, yeah, you've had a dormant power. Um, it was like a probability hex, I think, because they said that she put on it, or mm. un- unwittingly put on it. Um, but yeah, so so again, this might be my poor remembering of the franchise, but was the Mind Stone always in Loki's staff? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah. okay, fine then. Because I thought it was... Yeah, because it was blue, I think I was like... Oh. That, you get, yeah, you get confused, think it's the Tesseract. Yeah. 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 So you've okay. got but like the thing the thing that everyone forgets is that the Tesseract sent it sent Red Skull to that planet and then it got kept with Captain America under the water for fucking years, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well no, they had it in the uh, thingy, didn't they? Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but that would have been quite a long time after Captain America. Because Captain America was in the forties and then Captain Marvel's the nineties. Oh yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say I think I'm 100% on board with this guy being an absolute arsehole prick villain because the way he shows Wonder the way he shows Wonder Vision is definitely to rile her up and get an emotion out of her because when you just let her go and see Vision downstairs, tell him all to stop doing work and let us let her see him rather than have her smash the glass and try and recreate him there and then. To be fair, it might have been to antagonise her. Maybe, because obviously he said at the end of the episode uh, they needed um, Wanda's powers to uh, get him, his thing to work. So maybe he was trying to get her to use her powers on him or something. Yeah. It might be. This, all, this, uh, this episode also um, didn't have an advert. So presumably oh, yeah. that we're, we're no longer in, in the WandaVision world, uh, mm. as in like the sitcom creation. Do you, do you think that that was? I don't know. Is is there anything to read into that, or are we are we done with the sitcom now, and and the next one will sort of just similarly be no advert? And yeah, I think so. I think we're done with the sitcom thing because we got up to Modern Family in it, which was like 2010. So I think we're like up to date with the the generations kind of thing. So I think yeah, next episode I won't expect to see any adverts. I didn't even realize it until you said it just now. <laughs> No, no catchy uh, jingle in the in the intro either. No. <laughs> um, any any other kind of key points that you guys want to mention and speak on in relation to this episode? I feel like, although this is the longest episode so far, there's actually maybe been 
less to talk about. Yeah, I feel like I think because previous episodes, it's kind, it was kind of like uh, you got more uh, questions than answers after watching it. Now I feel like this episode in particular, we got more answers than questions. Mm. So yeah, like you say, not loads to talk about. I'm just trying to look through our WhatsApp chat to see if there's anything else that we. Oh yeah, just one thing I wanted to say: it's mad cheeky of the sword guys to claim Vision's body because that belongs to Tony Stark. But yeah, he's <laughs> dead. Tony yeah, give it to Pepper then. Uh, Pepper's got the the um must have the rights to all Tony's and what's not. What not? Nah, I'm not being funny. You give Gwyneth Paltrow that body, she'll be like, "What is this? I don't know who this is." <laughs> she doesn't even know she's in a Marvel film half the time. Oh, she's, she's, a, she's yeah, vibes. We're not talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Are we? She's, like, she's vibes. Pepper Potts is on it. Is is uh, Pepper, Pepper Potts switched on? Hold on, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts owns the company. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, sort of cheeky. Very, very cheeky. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. Chris, any any other thoughts on on this or where you think it's going? And no, I'm, just, I'm looking. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the last episode brings. Mm. Well, hopefully there are a lot of things to discuss. Hopefully it's all positive. Hopefully we go. Oh my God, that Luke level cameo. You know, so good. Um, you are really clinging onto this cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm just clinging on to so much. I'm just to be so bitterly disappointed of. Um, and then there's only a week between this and um, the start of, or a couple of weeks between this and the start of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Question, um, quickly, sorry, before we wrap this up. Um, if you had to give this the show a score right now, what would you give it out of ten? If you'd asked me this after episode six, I would have said like an eight and a half. Uh, I'd probably Five, say. Seven. What's that, Chris? Seven. I'd say seven and a half at this current time. I'd say eight. Okay, so we're averaging, mm. you know, not too bad. I think, it, yeah, if the, if the ninth episode delivers what we are sort of expecting, and I think we do all have quite high expectations, um, it, it will push into the eight and a bit category. Um, but this must end on a cliffhanger as well, surely, isn't it? It must do, but they haven't told us yet, Obi, yeah. so clearly. But <laughs> um, right, bets now, sorry, just so you took, bets now, who, if there is going to be a cameo, who's it going to be? I'm saying Doctor Strange is appearing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be the cameo that they're referring to. Um, now that I've sort of clarified in my mind that Spider-Man comes after this and, and before Doctor Strange, that may be my maybe there'll be a Spider-Man related character but I don't know to be honest I'm just going to be I'm just going to be like it is who it is to be fair if for some reason it was Tobey Maguire that would give me quite a hype I'm not going to lie yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he just if he was just asking Wanda for some direction yeah. say, do you know do New York City <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon I well to be honest I don't I'm going to say I'm not sure if I believe in this, but I'm going to say it's a Magneto, either the old Magneto or the young Magneto. I'll say it's one of them. They also sort of, I thought that, you know, they're focusing on um, Wanda's parents a bit. I thought there would be something about, oh, we adopted you or we mm. found you. But mm. again, they're sort of, they didn't say anything with regards to her parentage. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, but I guess on the subject of Magneto, um, in a very near... Um, future episode we will be going through the whole x-men franchise um and sort of we've got a ranking of them which um we'll also put up on instagram uh where we're at your average critics so we'll do that obviously we're not going to talk about each film in like an hour detail because we'll be here for all day but mm. you know there's a uh, quite a few of them <laughs> so uh, mm. we're going to include the deadpools and the wolverine films as well um so, yeah, that will be in a very near future episode once uh, we're all up to speed with, with those uh, rewatch. So, yeah, check that out. Um, look out for Instagram. We might, I don't know if we're going to do it kind of one one ranking at a day. Um, but, yeah, we'll watch out for that. And uh, obviously next week, um, Division episode nine. And, yeah, so that looking forward to that. Um, just five days to go. Not that I'm counting, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you can get all your, us on all your podcast channels, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. 
we're also on Twitter at your average critics seventeen. No, we're not. Like, sorry, we're not. Why is he podcast seventeen? <laughs> there you go. Fucking hell! Can't even get that right. Why is he podcast seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Keep it sexy. Bye.